this morning for allowing us to start our day with communal fellowship in your word. May your Holy Spirit consummate our minds and hearts so that we reflect your beauty in every facet of our lives. Teach us to listen to you, to receive your discipline as dearly loved sons and daughters of your kingdom. May our mindset be directed in loving you and others. May our hearts be directed to you throughout today in the midst of our responsibilities and challenges. So I was blessed by last Monday's devotional insight given by uh, Beth. It was honestly impactful such that it reminded me of my own struggles to find a soul connecting moment with God through scripture and song. Despite wrestling with God this past week to find some form of spiritual insight to share, I'm reassured that the brief snapshot of my reflections on this morning's scripture is a humble quest to grow closer to him. My moment of realization that it's in the struggle, the unknown, the unexplainable in my journey with God that I learned to meet him. I can only imagine the possibility of what it must be like to be completely in his presence and fully receive the joy that God is ready to pour upon my soul. I have to confess that oftentimes in a fast paced world we live in, I became distracted looking to the left and then to the right as well as looking up and down the corridors of attending to my urgent personal agendas. During brief moments of allowing my mind to catch up to my actions throughout the day, I often ask myself, is this really important or am I just giving more importance than it should deserve? The passage I'd like to share comes from Psalm 16, which uh, I'll read in the New Revised Standard Version. Song of trust and security in God, uh, victim of David, Protect me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the holy ones in the land, they are the noble, in whom is all my delight. Those who choose another God multiply their sorrows. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names upon my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion in my cup. You hold my lot. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel in the night. Also, my heart instructs me. I keep the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body also rests secure. For you do not give me up to Sheol or let your faithful one see the pit. You show me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I'm grateful that the Lord is present in my life right now. I hope you feel or think likewise. If you feel the absence of his presence, what harm is there crying out to him and confessing your aching heart? Yes, he was a present the day I stood before the judge when I finalized my divorce. And indeed, he was present the day I got a call from my broker when the latest buyer had backed out and purchased my practice. And I asked myself, what was it all? What was this all for? And the deeper the painful moment, the reality is that God is present, but the distance may feel painful to the heart. It's the moment of despair and forgetting that our hope is in Jesus Christ alone. When a long brother or sister in Christ admonishes me that we are on the same narrow road headed toward the day of resurrection. Even though he was present, did I sense his presence or was it more important to be in a moment of self-justification for existing and being. My momentary sense of sanity that all is well, 
or normal seemed to be the only true objective of my life posture. There was a verse I heard not too long ago by 21 pilots and their artfully crafted songs stressed out. And it goes like this. I was told when I get older, all my fears would shrink. But now I'm insecure and I care what people think. My name's Blurry Face and I care what you think. My name's Blurry Face and I care what you think. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when our mom is saying us to sleep and now we're stressed out, end quote. I don't know who your mamas or insecurities or specific good old days that you're drawn to in the most challenging moments. Maybe it takes our advocate, the Holy Spirit, to remind me of my Abba Father seeing us as heirs of his kingdom. A kingdom established through the ultimate act of Christ on the cross. He indeed showed us unexpected kindness in the midst of our chronically drifting souls in our own small worldly kingdom. Whether we succumb to our insecurities and entertain what others may think of us, or for that matter, what I think of my own private moments, can lead us into, into inaction, hence being alienated from our Heavenly Father. Whereas a counterposture being one of action, leading us even closer to the heart of our Lord. When our deep guttural groaning of our spirit aches, cowering away from the grotesque ebb and flow of our fleshly shorelines, I look to him and say, Allah Father, I count everything, and I mean everything. Be counted as complete loss, rubbish, trash, distant last place in comparison to the everlasting presence of God. I think to myself when I see that God is truly my portion, I gaze at it and sometimes get easily distracted. When a tangible worldly object occupies my distracted heart, when the doubts in my mind entangle me with false notions that somehow and in some way my needs will be met at the behest of God's ultimate plan in my life, I need to shout at the top of my lungs that his goodness has granted me the best portions of the promised land that lies before me. And what does this all mean? The questions remain for the purpose of growing closer to Jesus Christ who so graciously sanctifies me so that I may be more complete in him and not waste even just for a moment the true nature of how he intended our humanity to become truly alive. You find it astounding that the crescendo of our wholeness will one day be manifest in bodily resurrection as it was for Jesus Christ? Or has it become a theological truth neatly tucked away in our heart only to pull it out once in a while <clears throat> when the stormy life battles shake us to the core such that it knocks off all the books in our heart filled with the ultimate truths, but untapped, un unlived, unacted upon. As Pastor Paul mentioned, our lives are a written book of theology manifest to those around us, especially to our VIPs who may, need, may indeed see it lived out. We'll take a heavy iron skillet sitting red hot on my gas stove to burst the flame with the overcooked egg white of reality to wake me up and smell the truth of scripture. I hope you can agree that indeed there is absolutely no goodness apart from God. When God is indeed a part of us, there could be no greater good than receiving him and sharing the good news of him to others, simply by being present to those in our life journey. I'm grateful we have a community of saints at FCC who truly love and pray for each other fervently and unceasingly. That is the only way to stay accountable to seeing the radiant face of Christ beckoning us to him to our promised land. And while you're at it, you might as well grab those around you to join in just a worthy endeavor. A life truly filled with purpose and fulfillment that God gives generously to all who open their hearts and minds to him. And I'd like to end uh, with a 
prayer, I guess, uh, before going into our song. Heavenly Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit would enable us to intimately know you and act accordingly as sons and daughters. When we go through desert moments in this busy world, help us to draw even closer to you. Indeed, take everything we have and who we are to your glory, honor, and praise. Help us to be your kingdom builders, ready and willing to listen to your word, contemplate the gravity of your presence, and interact with our surrounding humanity with intentional Christ-centered love. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>